0: Good morning and welcome to Kale and Company live here on WKXL 1450 AM, 1039 FM in the capital region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming worldwide around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Very pleased to have with us on this Monday. Tina Gattau, the executive director, and uh, Jim Morse, who is the president of the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation. And uh, we'll start this morning with uh, Tara. Good morning to you, Tara.
1: Good morning.
0: How are you today?
1: I'm well, thank you.
0: Terrific. So first of all, before we talk about a terrific auction that the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation has uh, ongoing, uh, tell us a little bit about the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation for those not familiar Tara.
1: Yeah the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation was founded in 1933. Uh, the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation's mission is to promote and protect hunting fishing and trapping which means that we stand tall for sports men and women's rights as well as to protect the habitat for fish and wildlife preservation. Um, so basically we are at the we're the front line at the State House to make sure that our rights are protected. Um, we also provide scholarships for individuals, young individuals who are going to continue in the area of wildlife or conservation. Um, we also provide half scholarships for younger individuals who are going up to the Berry Camp. Uh, we co sponsor BOW, which is Becoming an Outdoor Woman. Um, so we kind of have our hands in a lot of different things. Also, the Dream Hunt. Uh, for an individual that is 21 years or younger that has a chronic illness, has or had um, a chronic illness, they can choose a hunt or go fishing, um, and that's all paid for.
0: So, uh,
1: that's just kind of some of the things we're doing.
0: Uh, that is terrific. All of them, uh, in, incredible, and uh, and really, uh, what what you do is is provide a voice for all outdoor sports enthusiasts in the state of New Hampshire.
1: Yeah. No, Absolutely.
0: yeah, no doubt about that. You know, uh, tell us about, and you, you, uh, you touched on it, uh, you have a partnership with uh, New Hampshire Fish and Game. Uh, they do uh, a wonderful job around uh, year-round here in the state of New Hampshire and have for uh, many years. Uh, talk about uh, a program you touched on, Becoming uh, an Outdoor Woman. How does that work?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously with the pandemic, some of those were limitations on the ability to have group um, gatherings, but this year they were able to um, roll it out again, Uh, and it provides women with educational outdoor experiences, whether it's fishing, kayaking, um, survival, um, some hiking. It's an amazing program. It's great to get outdoors, and it's great to be able to do it safely. So it kind of gives a large variety of opportunity and exposure. So it's a program we're pretty proud of.
0: Yeah. How long has that program been going on?
1: Oh, That's a great question. I'm really not sure. Um, I I don't know.
0: Now, are you an outdoors person yourself, Tara?
1: I I am. I am. I am. I'm I'm an avid uh, hiker. Um, I... Um, I used to fish when I was younger. Um, My sons, I have three boys, and they love fishing. So um, especially my youngest, who is eight, he is a fisherman Um, through and through. Um, But, yeah, I do. I um, used to shoot archery quite a bit. Uh Um, But I have some limitations with that for medical reasons. But I absolutely loved archery. So, yep, I have a hunting license. Um, Yeah, an outdoor girl.
0: Very good. Well, I guess being the executive director of the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation, that's probably a good thing, right?
1: It sure is.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and I, I, you also have the uh, wild culinary uh, adventure. What can you tell us about that?
1: So that is held up in our in the, um, Camp Barry. Um, and actually, again, because of um, the pandemic, uh, there's been a hiccup with that. So um, that's an experience to be able to make sure that uh, your wild game, you know how to um, cook it and how to make t- take care of it. Um, so it's, it's definitely very educational, another educational program that has been rolled out. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to kind of roll that out more um, now that things are starting to loosen up.
0: So things are starting to get uh, back to normal a little bit, and, and that is certainly a, uh, a very good thing. And, uh, you know, every, everybody's getting back to more normal uh, activities, and we hope that uh, that will be the case uh, henceforth. And uh, no more interruptions from uh, any, any diseases. So that is, uh, that is terrific. So uh, uh, tell us about your, your total membership. How many total members uh, do you have in the uh, Wildlife Federation? Um,
1: we have an affiliated membership of
0: 50,000.
1: 50,000, um, wow. Yeah, so, and we have around uh, 50 clubs that are members. Yeah. So um, which is wonderful because we go out, um, the gem, uh, um, the president, as well as our lobbyist, Kyle Baker, um, will go out and we listen to what um, the clubs, are, what their concerns are. Because um, obviously our members and our, our our clubs are the ones that drive us to decide where we're going to take stances on legislative issues.
0: Yeah, very good. And uh, you mentioned Camp Barry. Could you tell us a little bit more about uh, about Camp Barry and what that offers?
1: Yeah. So Camp Barry, um, one of our um, our directors, Mark who has been um, a in teaching and uh, up there, uh, not, he does the program up there, um, it teaches kids how to fly fish. Um, so we, the Federation has a, I believe the name of the camp, our, our cabin is Bobcat, um, and, which is up in Berlin. Uh-huh. And we give a, a half scholarship for an individual who wants to go up there, um, a youth, who would like to go up there and learn how to fly fish. So the instructors, and I said Mark Palmer's been probably doing it for 30 years, a really long time. He actually received the award for Fish and Game. Um, He is amazing. Uh, But they go up there and they teach the kids how to be in the outdoors and how to fly fish, how to take care of the fish. Um, and, And it's an amazing experience. And some of the individuals probably would not be able to go if we weren't able to offer them a scholarship. So it's another program we're pretty proud of.
0: Uh, Tara, how are you uh, funded? How is the uh, New Hampshire Wildlife Federation funded?
1: So, good thing you asked this. We are currently doing a, um, our bidding owl is live, mm-hmm. and it's our largest fundraiser. So our the contributions from our affiliate members, um, from the public, from donors, is how we're able to raise funds. And this year, it's on an online auction, and it's our largest um, Bank. It's our largest fundraiser of the year. Um, we also have a drawdown, and our drawdown, um, it gives it, an individual the chance to win $10,000. So these are the things that we're doing to try to raise funds, and our membership is our biggest, you know, people that are going to join, become members, help us fund our lobbyists and our ability to provide these programs to the public.
0: Now, what kind of memberships do you offer? Do you have individual memberships, group memberships? How, how does that work?
1: So we do have individual memberships, um, and we have quite a different um, array that you can choose from. Um, we also have a lifetime membership, um, and then we have club memberships. So if you have a club um, and want to become a member and kind of you know for legislative purposes and really want to have a larger voice at the um, at the state house or have um, Kyle come out to you, uh, we have a membership for our club. If you're an individual that wants to receive our newsletter and want to make sure you stay informed and find out what's going on to protect your rights, uh, you can become an individual member.
0: We mentioned outdoors women uh, in in uh, a couple of minutes ago, uh, and uh, do you see that the the membership in outdoors women is growing in the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation?
1: You know, there has been um, some growth. It definitely could. That we'd love to see more women get mm-hmm. out there and do things. Um, and I definitely think with the pandemic, um, we were starting to get some um, motion moving forward, and um, it had a little bit of a hiccup with in you know that market um, because we weren't able to get out to BOW to their events because they weren't being held. Um, but I actually attended one of them. It was a great, wonderful time. Um, and I think we ended up having um, several new members sign up because they were able to hear what we did. I think a lot of people don't understand how many different things the Federation is doing.
0: Well, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your auction site uh, right now, and uh, you mentioned it's bidding, B-I-D-D-I-N-G, owl, uh, dot www.biddingowl.com uh, backslash... NHWF, New Hampshire Wildlife Federation, and uh, some great items and, and we'll talk more about that coming up. We do have to take a break and uh, after the break we'll talk with uh, Jim Morse, who's the president of the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation. Tara Gattau, the executive director with us here on uh, Kale yeah, & Company Live. And we'll take a quick break. Tara, thank you. Uh, hang on and uh, we'll, we'll get to Jim in just a moment or two. Thank you. All right. We'll be back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 1039 FM in Concord, 1019 FM in Manchester, and streaming around the clock, around the world at nhtalkradio.com. Back to talk more wildlife here on the program right after these words. Stay right where you are. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, 1450 a.m., 1039 FM in the capital region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world, around the clock, at nhtalkradio.com. And uh, I believe right now we have the president of the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation with us, and that would be Jim Morse. Jim, how are you this morning? I'm very well, Ken. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Great to have you with us. I know you've been an outdoorsman for a long, long time. Probably since the day you were born, or, or thereabouts anyway, right? Probably even before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably so. So, yep. Jim, it's, it's great to have you with us. And uh, we're talking about the auction today and, and the fact that it has one more week to go. One week from today, August 22nd. It'll be over and you have some incredible items. But first, I, I know people have been wondering a lot about the status of uh, wildlife uh, in the state and, and specifically uh, the moose population. What What is the, the status right now of the moose population in the state?
2: Well, right now um, they've reduced the, uh, the take of the moose down to below 50 permits a year. Um, they're having a real issue with uh, ticks. Um, and, um, at some points, uh, if it's a, if it's a real bad year, they have a hundred percent mortality on the calves. Uh, lately it's been around 70%. So, uh, they had to reduce, uh, the the, uh, take of the moose, uh, which normally, uh, if they have a season for say 50 moose, they'll take about 30 moose that season. And unfortunately, um, the cars take a lot more than that on the highways.
0: Yeah, and uh, the the numbers of the, the Moose Lottery obviously have declined uh, over the years. I mean, people, uh, you know, circle that date on their calendar when the Moose Lottery is taking place and people uh, get their permits and they apply from literally, literally all over the country and in some cases the world to get a Moose permit. But as you mentioned, the uh, numbers of permits going out have really uh, declined over the years.
2: Yeah, it's un- unfortunate and... Uh... I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see them try to reduce the ticks because not only uh, uh, they're devastating the moose, but the other other uh, species of the tick have been also uh, affecting our animals and uh, the people in the state.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. What, what is there anything that they're working on that 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 can be done to re- reduce the tick issue?
2: Um, I think there's been a little bit of work. Um, I believe vermont actually uh has done some work uh i think there can be some more work to be done to you know somehow control the uh you know the mass uh uh tick population and most people probably don't know but a a moose that has the ticks on them they they sometimes have over a hundred to two hundred thousand ticks on them Mm. which a calf can't uh Take that much uh, uh, stress
0: on its system in the wintertime. Uh, that that is an unbelievable statistic. A, a statistic: a hundred to two hundred thousand ticks on a moose. Wow, uh, that is uh, unbelievable. It, it must have an impact on other animals as well, does it uh, or not?
2: Well, um, other animals definitely uh, get the ticks, but. The problem about a moose is they they can't uh, reach around and nibble mm-hmm. them off, or you know use their foot to scratch them off. So a large moose, sometimes you see them in the woods, and they're missing big patches of hair because they're rubbing them on trees, so their their fur is uh, rubbed off. And if you see a moose without hair and a lot of their body, you'll know that it was trying to get ticks off its uh, off its body.
0: So what is there you know out there to to hunt uh, in New Hampshire?
2: well um the next season up is um uh bear uh, that begins september first and then goose uh the they have an early season goose season that uh also kicks in at that same time frame um i am pretty sure it's the first but so you better double check the calendar on the goose but they uh they try to uh reduce uh the what they call the residential geese that don't seem to want to migrate uh north to south as much
0: yeah. So, what is uh, the the population of uh, of black bears in the state of New Hampshire?
2: Uh, the black bear uh, are on a definite increase. Um, we, the federation, has worked to try to uh, suggest that the fishing game puts out a little bit longer season in certain areas uh, because the uh, they're just becoming a, a unfortunate a nuisance to the public, uh, in some spots, and um, the game ones uh, are constantly running around for nuisance bear calls, which uh, they have other things to deal with. And uh, when they're getting into people's chicken coops and causing issues uh, like that, they—if uh, you call up the the colonel, it would give you a lowdown
0: on that. I'm sure. Now, you guys uh, at the uh, New Hampshire Wildlife Federation work uh, very closely with uh, fishing game, correct? yeah uh we
2: we do we uh we talked uh, Scott Mason is the executive director and we uh we're, we're have to reach out with him via phone or uh email and then uh, law enforcement we also have close contact and at one time uh, the colonel was on our, our board of directors
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, we're talking with Tara about uh, how the uh, New Hampshire Wildlife Federation is funded. And one of the ways, anyway, is the big auction. And uh, you have, I'm looking at the the website right now at at uh, biddingowl.com slash NHWF. And uh, you have some, some terrific items uh, on that uh, auction block.
2: We, we sure do. And uh, it's... Um Real nice that most all of these uh, donations uh, are uh, all profit for the uh, Federation because uh, they've been donated. And it's, uh, between the individuals and the uh, manufacturers that have donated these, we're very appreciative.
0: So it's such a wide variety of, of items. So if you like to hunt, obviously there are some great items uh, for those who fall into that category. If you like to go to the theater, I know you have a, a, a gift from the the Palace Theater as well, in uh, Manchester. Uh, if you like, if you like to drink, there's some alcohol on there as well, uh, <laughs> on on the auction block. But I wanted to talk about uh, the uh, African safaris that are up there. That those are uh, incredible.
2: Yeah, um, we've had. Over the years, I I can't tell you how many people have gone over to Africa, uh, whether they did the photo shoot or they did the hunting trip. Yeah. And I've yet to hear uh, anybody with any rad words about the trip, other than the group that went last year. They had to get COVID tested, going in and going out, and that's just the the hardest part of the whole trip. I had uh, one uh, one of my friends want to hunt, and the whole family went, and... uh, I think his daughter-in-law took something like twenty-five hundred pictures,
0: wow. uh, and
2: uh, just they went out on their own safari every day uh, on a photo shoot. And the guys, uh, they they had some tremendous luck hunting.
0: And that that is terrific. So there there are two different trips. Just want to you know uh, mention that there's a hunting trip. And another trip, which you can take uh, uh, j- photos. Correct. There are two separate trips. That is that's absolutely correct. Uh, yeah. So the hunting trip I see uh, is for three hunters, uh, including day fee. Your laundry is done. Uh, daily meals, drinks, uh, transport uh, during the hunt, and lodging as well. And uh, now this is in in Africa. And I see the top bid right now is at $1,200. So that, that to me seems – now, this does not include transportation over to Africa, uh, but it, it's $1,200 for three people. Uh, what, have, you've had these uh, up for bids in the past. Uh, what, what do you normally get for those safaris? Uh, they,
2: they normally go over $2,000 to $3,000 uh, depending on the year and who's bidding. Um, but, uh, it, it is a, for a three person hunt, uh, you couldn't do a three person yeah. bear hunt in New Hampshire for
0: that. Right. Uh, $1,200. So, so that bid has to go up and then there's the, uh, photography, uh, safari as well. And, and I would imagine, uh, you know, those pictures that were taken by, by, uh, the person you just mentioned, the 2,500 pictures, I, I bet most of them are, are very spectacular.
2: They uh, and when we were when we had our live banquet, uh, I believe we had some up uh, showing uh, just some of the nice pictures that they had taken on that trip.
0: And I see for the photographic safari. Uh, there is no bid right now. So you got to get online, and, folks, and make these bids because uh, they're terrific safaris. And uh, all the proceeds go to the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation. Again, it's Bidding Owl, B-I-D-D-I-N-G-O-W-L. Very appropriate for uh, New Hampshire Wildlife. Biddingowl.com backslash N-H-W-F. Hey, Jim Morse, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I can, can I also give you a phone number if people have questions for care yeah. so that you can walk them through any questions they have?
0: Absolutely. What's, what's the number? Uh, 603-224-5953. Yeah.
2: And we've got a few left for the drawdown tickets that we'd like to sell uh, before our uh, drawdown this coming Sunday. So uh, we've got like 50 tickets left, and uh, that helps fund the Federation for the year. And Tara can uh, get you a number, uh, and if you're lucky enough to win $10,000, you'll have a smile on your face.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to be in on that, Jim, no doubt about it. So we'll (laughs) repeat that number again, 603-224-5953, 5953. -5953. Jim Morse, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Uh, you very much. Take care. Jim Morse, president of the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation. Kale & Company live, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back. Kale & Company live here on WKXL, 1450 a.m., 103.9 on the FM Dial in Concord, 1019 FM in Manchester and well beyond and also streaming around the clock 24 hours a day. You can take us with you wherever you go, even on an African safari at uh, nhtalkradio.com. I guess depending how good uh, the cell signal is uh, in uh, those places in Africa where they take you on safari. Uh, I've heard nothing but wonderful things about African safaris. I have uh, never been on one. But this is very enticing. I, I am not a hunter, but these, uh, these photographic uh, safaris, where you just shoot pictures. You don't shoot animals. You just shoot pictures. And the uh, this is just unbelievable. This is part of the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation auction, which is going on, and all the proceeds go to the great work that the, the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation does. And just a brief description about uh, a safari, a photographic safari that was donated by Mount Carmel, Safaris and you can look that up online, Mount Carmel Safaris. And these African photo safaris for four, two couples, it's not a must. you can you can you, just two people can go if, if that's what you desire, but it is for up to two couples. it's uh, uh, bedroom sharing, it says, uh, for five days, one day pick up and one day drop off, seven days, six nights, including two game drives per day. So they take you out uh, twice a day into into the wildlife uh, on a safari, a photographic safari, two of those drives per day, and also included brunch, dinner, and non-alcoholic drinks. Now, right now, there is no bid on that safari, On that photographic safari. Uh, And this is uh, now the caveat is that transportation is not included, but everything on the ground pretty much is, including accommodations for up to four people. And uh, again, transportation to and from these safaris and brunch, dinner and non-alcoholic beverages and no bid on that as yet for the photographic safari. On the other hand, uh, for the uh, regular safari, where the intent is to go out there and, uh, you know, uh, capture and uh, shoot uh, some wildlife in Africa, uh, that uh, top bid now is at $1,200. But there's still uh, about a week to go, and they, they have a countdown clock on the website, seven days, eight hours, 21 minutes, and right now, 37 seconds before the uh, auction It comes to an end. And, uh, you know, that uh, safari where you can actually uh, shoot some of the wildlife is for three hunters. Three hunters. And the top bid is $1,200 right now. And as Jim Moore said, you couldn't do that in New Hampshire for three hunters and uh, a whole week of activity. Three hunters, laundry done daily, meals, drinks. Transportation during the hunt and lodging. It's a valued. It's valued at eleven thousand dollars, and right now the top bid is twelve hundred dollars for the uh, Mount Carmel Safari in Africa. So many other uh, great items uh, as well. I mean, there's something for everybody, really, including uh, passes for Storyland. Passes uh, for the Science Center at the Squam Lake. All kinds of, uh, uh, well, let's say adult beverages up for bids as well. Uh, fly fishing. Uh, you can go fly fishing. Uh, if, at, that's one of the prizes here on the auction list. A, uh, a family a membership for the Palace Theater in Manchester is uh, also uh, up for bids, there are 52 items in total. And again, the website is BiddingOwl.com, B-I-D-D-I-N-G-O-W-L.com, backslash N-H-W-F for New Hampshire Wildlife uh, Federation. Uh, Mention the Palace Theater as a, a family membership uh, up for bids uh, there on, uh, on the website. Over the weekend, a couple of things. Saturday night, I attended the Manchester International Film Festival. The first, and we hope it will be annual uh, Manchester International Film Festival. Uh, First thing we saw was a, a short subject, a short subject film called Summer. As it turned out, it had nothing to do with the season of summer. But a very funny short subject, and much of it, in fact, maybe all of it, was filmed in Concord. And then a film by the name of Finding Sandler, which is just what it says. A filmmaker, uh, David Seth Cohen, who in his youth passed up a chance to have a drink with Manchester native Adam Sandler. And the fact that he passed up that opportunity, it became an obsession of Mr. Cohen to one day meet with Adam Sandler and have a drink and a conversation that he passed up as a 21-year-old. And it kept bugging him. He couldn't sleep. He said, I... I can't believe, well, it was because somebody was, uh, he was delivering some laundry at the time to Adam Sandler. And someone, he was double parked, someone was in the car outside waiting for a ride. And so he just really couldn't accept Adam Sandler's invitation to come into Adam's apartment and have a drink with him. So it, it it bugged him for the for for a long time. Said I have to do something about it. So he decided to make a film about pursuing uh, Adam Sandler to have that one drink with the with the Manchester native. And uh, it, it's uh, it, it's it's quite a film. It, re- it really is. It runs about seventy eight minutes. And it made its uh, New England debut Saturday at the New Hampshire Film Festival. And I hope that many folks will be able to see it in the not-too-distant future, whether it might be at a theater. Uh, I think it will be perfect for Red River uh, in Concord. Uh, it, it, it's 78 minutes long. And uh, or might be on Netflix. Who knows? I know Adam Sandler has a, a deal with Netflix to uh, produce films. And it, it features cameos in this movie from people like uh, Emeril Lagasse. Emeril Lagasse is in this movie. The uh, world-renowned chef, Billy Joel, is in this movie. And many, many other surprises uh, along the way. And there were also scenes featuring the uh, Red Arrow Diner in Manchester and uh, several of uh, Adam's teachers at Manchester Central High School we're in attendance, including a good friend of mine, Mr. T, Don Tibbets. Donnie may be uh, listening today. We're going to have him on because in in my humble opinion, there would not be an Adam Sandler today without the influence of Don Tibbets, And I, I truly believe that. And if you hear Don on the radio with me in the near future, you'll find out why. Uh, Jane Clayton uh, was there, a uh, longtime teacher at, uh, at Central High School. And uh, Mr. Clemens, uh, who a very famous teacher at Central High School in Manchester, and he was the inspiration. As it turned out, we found this out in the movie, Mr. Clemens was the inspiration for a scene in Adam Sandler's movie, Billy Madison. And uh, it was just a great night at the Rex Theater uh, in Manchester, and uh, virtually everybody uh, involved in the film, and including the producer of the film, David Seth Cohen, and a couple of uh, people who uh, were involved in the filming. And Don Tibbets was in the movie. Jane Clayton was in the movie. Mr. Clemens. Uh, was in the movie it was a lot of fun and i hope uh, more people will get a chance to see it in the near future and congratulations to the uh, palace theater and the rex theater and ceo peter ramsey and the director of the festival warren o'reilly for putting it all together it was a great weekend friday saturday and sunday and john let was there as well on saturday night at the palace theater It was uh, a great weekend at the Palace and at the RECs, and congratulations to them for the work they do on an ongoing basis. WKXL, Kale & Company live for a Monday. So much more to talk about, and we will after these words. Don't go anywhere. Stay close. Kale & Company live for a Monday. Great to have you along with us. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. And if you miss any part of the broadcast, you can check it out at 7 o'clock the same evening. Here on WKXL, 1450 a.m., 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond. And always streaming at NH Radio. Com. And uh, understand that uh, possible 2024 Republican presidential hopefuls will be infiltrating the state this week. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas and former Vice President Mike Pence will be in the state uh, this week. Cotton uh, will arrive tomorrow and uh, Pence will attend a session of uh, politics and eggs on Wednesday at uh, St. Anselm College. And by the way, the uh, executive director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College, Neil Levesque, will be joining us tomorrow on uh, Kale & Company Live here on WKXL to talk about uh, certainly the arrival of uh, the former vice president, Mike Pence, but uh, even more to get into some numbers that have uh, recently been released by St. Anselm College and their polling people uh, about what's on the minds of uh, local voters as we approach the midterm elections. For one thing, coming up uh, in November, the primary date is uh, September 13th, so uh, less than a month away now for the the primary here in New Hampshire. And then, of course, the general election coming up uh, in November. So we'll have some polling data released by uh, St. Anselm College uh, tomorrow on the program with uh, Neil Levesque. I mentioned uh, the uh, Manchester International Film Festival uh, over the weekend, uh, which was terrific. And uh, yesterday, I discovered a golf course I never heard of, I must confess, uh, here in New Hampshire. And as as far as my golfing ability is concerned, I don't think I even qualify as a hacker. I mean, I think I'm even below hacker status. I mean, I would be honored to be called a hacker. I'm not even that good, but it's fun. And I had a great time yesterday at Mystic Meadows in Laconia on Parade Road, just off Parade Road, Route 106. If you blink, you'll miss it. But uh, it's a great location, about a 40-minute drive from Concord. It's a par 3, very laid back, and uh, great fun uh, for the hackers like me and and for people that are just kind of learning the game or just want to have a lot of fun uh, with their family. It's a nine-hole course, very, very inexpensive, especially if you're a junior or a senior citizen, for which I qualify. But a nice place to relax. In fact, it's so laid back. I was uh, playing golf uh, yesterday with Kitty Ray, by the way, who was on our show Friday, and she is a much better golfer than I am. I mean, that's not really saying a whole lot because uh, (laughs) I'm terrible. Uh, But no, Kitty Ray's a, a very good golfer. Uh, much better than uh, yours truly. And uh, we were out on the course yesterday. And uh, y- y- there were a few other people out on the course. It wasn't very crowded. And we had the chance, you know, we finished a hole. And then we we practiced putting on, on the same hole after we had completed that hole. And you never get a chance to do that on the golf course. But we did yesterday. It very rarely happens. But uh, check it out if you're in the uh, Lakes region or if you want to make a trip to uh, Mystic Meadows in Laconia and it also features disc golfing it's not just you know your standard uh, everyday golf course because it features disc golfing and uh, lots of families were there utilizing the disc golf facility and uh, it's it's on the it's on the regular golf course by the way and uh, families were there playing disc golf and it, it was just a great a great spot, really, and uh, fun outing for the entire family. So uh, check it out. And they had a nice uh, place where you could sit and have a drink either before you go out on the golf course, after you're out on the golf course, or both. So check it out uh, in Laconia if you want to find a new place to play golf. And the longest hole, by the way, this is a par three course. Longest hole is one hundred. And 82 yards, so you can see it's uh, not a huge golf course, but it was uh, a lot of fun. And how about the Red Sox? How about those Boston Red Sox? (laughs) They, They have won three of their last four. Can you believe that, folks? They beat Baltimore on Thursday night, and then the Red Sox won their first legitimate series of the season against an American League East opponent over the weekend, taking two out of three from the New York Yankees at Fenway Park, including uh, Sunday night's three to nothing victory at Fenway. Michael Waka, who had been hurt for a while, came back, pitched an incredible seven innings last night uh, for the Red Sox. Walker now seven and one. With an earned run average of 2.44, won seven shutout innings, allowing just two hits. Walking one, striking out nine Yankees, including Aaron Judge and former Red Sox outfielder Andrew Benintendi, three times each. So six of his strikeouts last night were uh, against Judge and Benintendi. And Rafi Devers of the Red Sox who I earnestly hope will be a member of the Red Sox for his entire career. He hit a long, I mean a long, two-run homer to right field over the bullpens in the sixth inning to give the Red Sox a 3-0 advantage at the time. And the recently acquired Tommy Pham, who's been doing a great job for the Sox since uh, he was acquired at the deadline. He was 3-4 for at the plate and scored Two of the Red Sox three runs in that 3-0 win. So it was an encouraging weekend. I mean, the Red Sox still have a long way to go, even if they, you know, want to secure a wild-card spot. Uh, three-game series with the Pirates starts Tuesday night in Pittsburgh for the Red Sox. And as we enter the week, Sox are still last, last place, last place Boston Red Sox. 15 and a half games behind the Yankees and three games behind the fourth place Baltimore Orioles. And uh, currently three and a half games out of the third wild card spot with the Orioles, Twins, and White Sox so all ahead of them with Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa Bay currently in possession of the three American League wild cards. Now, new this year, six teams from each league, make the postseason in Major League Baseball, the three division winners and three wild cards. And it is totally possible that all three of the American League wild cards could come from the American League East. So that is not out of the realm of possibility. And right now, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Baltimore have the best shots at it. But the Red Sox, there's still still plenty of time, folks, still plenty of time for the Red Sox to get back into that wild card hunt. And uh, speaking of uh, hunting, I'll mention uh, if you're just joining us, uh, the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation is having an auction to uh, support all of their great programs that uh, they've been doing throughout the state for so many years now. Uh, We had uh, Tara Gattau, the executive director, and uh, Jim Morse, the president, on during the earlier part of the program, talking about some of the programs they're involved with uh, here in the state of New Hampshire, which is a great state for uh, wildlife. But they have to be supported, and as a result, they're having uh, an auction online, and you can get online right now. They have a week to go. The deadline is August 22nd, which is uh, one week from today. And it's bidding, B-I-D-D-I-N-G, OWL, biddingowl.com backslash N-H-W-F. And you'll see all the items there. And uh, they also have a uh, a monetary award of uh, up to $10,000 for uh, some lucky person if you uh, enter the drawing. And uh, you can get involved in that by calling 603-224-5953. 603-224-5953. And even if you're not an outdoors person, I'm sure you know somebody that is. Help support the work of the New Hampshire Wildlife Federation. Well, we have to mosey on out of here. And don't forget Neil Levesque tomorrow, the executive director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College. More great programming just ahead on WKXL, 1450 AM, 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond. And streaming always at nhtalkradio.com. Make it a good Monday.